All right, so we're back, Cutler Cast. Uh, it's Olympia weekend, and we have the CEO in the house, Greg Connolly. Thank you yep. for coming in, man. Trifecta, if you guys haven't seen me post-trifecta or even heard about trifecta, you must be living under a rock. Yeah, at this point, we're we're pretty much everywhere. How many across, years now? Uh, seven years. Seven years. Yeah. So we're we're becoming the, the old it's guard company. T- it goes by so fast, man. Like, yep. I mean, I've been involved for many, many years, but, uh, you know, you co-founded this company. It's family-oriented mm-hmm. company. You had a vision. You had a lot of business endeavors, but this seems to be the baby that you kind of, you know, you have so much pride for because we've had many conversations about it. Tell me a little bit about uh, your journey of, you know, starting Trifecta, why you started it, how you started it, and uh, do you remember actually the date you started it? Yeah, I mean, the date was uh, we officially launched the website was was June eighteenth, twenty fifteen. But we had obviously been working on it for you know more than six months before that. But um, yeah, technically, this is my fifth business. So I was mostly in software before this. You know, trying to make make money, raise capital, et cetera, as quickly as possible. Trifecta was my my passion business. It was the the company that was focused on solving a major problem which for me it was something i was super passionate about which is the the chronic disease crisis the obesity epidemic uh you know whatever we want to we want to call it um and that was something that was personally important to me because my wife's a physician she sees people you know end of the end of the road with chronic disease which you guys are on the opposite end of the spectrum like the super uh, fitness side of side of things and we really try and work with athletes to inspire america uh, you know to get back into shape so i mean do you, you mentioned five businesses mm-hmm. i'm looking at you you're not an older guy so i mean the entrepreneurship is like what's this an early i mean yeah i started first one when i was 18 first went to college okay. it was around when the internet was coming out so i'm <laughs> about about 40 now uh, <laughs> And Still uh, young. yeah, and it, uh, it you know, is going around telling business owners, hey, forget about the yellow pages, this new thing, the internet's going to be huge. Uh, and yeah, that just turned in, you know, from one business into another, ended up in the San Francisco Bay Area, if you know, in the software world, that's where you know, tech was hot, etc. Uh, and ultimately, uh, you know, got into e commerce, which is what we all here respectively do. So mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been a huge transition, but trifecta, like you said, is, is my baby. It's, it's well, how'd you come up with like trifecta? I mean, we know the meaning of trifecta, but how did you number one, get trifecta because it's really like, it's a common (laughs) term, right? Yep. So talk about like what trifecta means as far as the meal company. Yeah, there, there are a lot of threes when it comes to food. There's, you know, protein, fat, carbs. I mean, technically there's a fourth macro, which is alcohol, but most people know protein, fat, carbs. That's it. That's uh, all I know. I, and I hate the word macros, by the way, because I it's, it was always like, what do you eat? And I always broke down protein, mostly protein and carbs, to be honest, because mm-hmm. as a bodybuilder, we don't really track fats because we try to eat minimal fats. Mm-hmm. But now with today's research it shows how important some of these improper fats are right so you know so those are three components and that's how you kind of yeah that that was a big part of it um there's a lot of other elements to getting into phenomenal shape you know like like you're in and really the big one was uh, you know mind body and social social being the social circle people you surround yourself with the mm. uh, you know the mats the uh, you know you guys are always in the the gym, hanging out with people. If you look at, if I looked at Jay's Instagram, I would bet it would be filled with like fitness people, uh, you know, nutrition, all of that type of stuff, like on what you actually follow. So changing your community and your ecosystem around uh, what you're really focused on, we think is critical. Your mindset, which you've talked about quite a bit, uh, you know, throughout the years, even in the Olympia video we're about to drop. Uh, you talk a lot about mindset and then, you know, the physical element of it. You got to be training. You got to be, you know, active, getting out and walking in the morning, a lot of the stuff that you do. Mm-hmm. So the I'd love to take credit for, like, coming up with the Trifecta brand, but we used a company called McLean Design. They came up with Monster Energy, a, you know, a bunch of the brands you guys would be familiar with. Um, and we told them really what we wanted out of the brand, and they presented us a bunch of brands, and Trifecta was one of them, and we were – we were blown away. We were like, this, this is the one for sure. And we ran with it. 
Yeah, I mean, you. so the company's based in Northern California. Yep. And I, when I first, like, met you, obviously, you were deep involved in MMA. Mm-hmm. So some sort of athletics. You have a lot of background in there. Obviously, you worked with UFC for a while. Came on board. Now you've been title sponsor for the Olympia for, is this the fourth? This the, yeah, this is the fourth year. It's the fourth year, year? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, everyone in our industry kind of uses meal prep now. I came from an era where there was no such thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to Costco. I was buying the food. And then I, we saw the pandemic kind of change the game a little bit, right, where, like, stores were closed. Yep. People weren't leaving house. You know, what did that do during that time for Trifecta? I mean, how important was that for people? Yeah, I mean, the pandemic was huge. I'm I'm from, you know, you guys are not, you guys are only a few years older than me. So I remember years and years and years of doing meal prep myself. But ultimately, that was like chicken and broccoli or chicken and rice. You know, it was super basic stuff. You're cooking it on, you know, meal prep Sunday, going to Costco, et cetera. And it sucked. It was, it was part of the reason why we wanted to develop Trifecta because most of America wasn't going to have the mental fortitude to consistently do that. So we wanted to bring more options, more diversity to the food, you know, be able to target vegans and vegetarians, you know, people across the spectrum. So um, I think that was a big part of it is that I did experience meal prep for years. And um, and yeah, I mean, we've partnered with a lot of sports at this point. We're, we're now making a big push into the NFL. Uh, we're, we're uh, you know, finalizing a deal with uh, Eric um, uh, Armstead from – the 49ers, who's going to push us into the Players Association, which is how we'll kind of backdoor into the NFL. Um, you know, we, we run multiple NBA team programs. We built the UFC's, uh, you know, fight prep program for them before we turned it over to the UFC. Uh, I had chefs traveling all over the world. I mean, they were on Fight Island. I think the same time you guys were on Fight Island for, for Conor McGregor. Yeah, he was there, actually. Yeah. We, we were talking to yeah, the Yeah, we chef, saw Mark yeah. when we were – actually, we, we ran into him. We were sitting in the crowd in – People are jumping over because they have no ushers there. Mm-hmm. They just—it's a free for all. And I got a message from somebody to look over, and one of the royal family had one of their security people. Mm-hmm. So we walked over, and as they walked us back, Mario came over, and he was—he was right there before we went up in. So this yeah. is kind of—it's always a good feeling when you run into someone you know overseas. Yeah, <laughs> I know, especially on Fight Island. So yeah, I mean, we we had chefs flying over all over the country, and. Um, you know, that was an incredible program that we built. We fundamentally changed the UFC's weight cut process. Uh, we do other sports as well, like CrossFit. Uh, you know, we're, we're a major partner of theirs now, uh, bigger than we ever have been this year. Uh, we've done PGA Tour, you know, feeding all the players through the PGA Tour. So it doesn't really matter what sport you're in. Meal prep is critical. It, you know, bodybuilding happens mm-hmm. to be the most critical when it comes to diet because, you know, diet is such a a massive part of bodybuilding in general. Bodybuilding is a general term though, Mm -hmm. because a lot of our figurehead people are female. Mm -hmm. I mean, we thrive on, we've been talking about organic and how quality means so much. And we've been back and forth and behind the scenes, there's so much going on with the quality, especially the, the proteins. Mm -hmm. And you know, every people go like there's there's these vegan and um, the paleos and everything else, which I know nothing about. Okay. By the way, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm a, I'm a supplement owner and I have obviously vegan protein and, mm-hmm. you know, it tastes great, but I'm still like a whey protein isolate type guy. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about the obstacle you faced with trying to get quality over the quantity, because mm-hmm. listen, you're shipping out how many, me- how many, Meals. We'll ship, you know, usually average month we're shipping over half a million meals. Yeah. And that's, I mean, quality control and mm-hmm. shipping and, but the quality is the main thing we've been kind of going back and forth. So talk about like the research on trying to nail the perfect protein. Yeah. So we, we experienced two big things in 2022. One, the suppliers we were working with to combat inflation started reducing the quality of their proteins which of course pissed off you know pissed us off because like how i i don't understand like explain um they they do like uh you know there are tiers of every type of protein mm-hmm. you know whether it's you know chicken steak salmon See, people don't know this stuff you know yeah people don't know it but it you know behind the scenes in the supply chain there are different levels and they would you know start using uh you know slightly lower quality chicken and you know it would still 
B, NEA, which is no antibiotics ever, you know, it would still check all the boxes mm. in terms of the certifications, but we'd get like, you know, some of the overall chicken volume would be in chicken strips or something instead of chicken breasts, you know, things like that. Mm. Uh, salmon, it became more and more difficult to find, you know, wild cod, Alaskan salmon, Norwegian salmon, et cetera. So what we ended up doing in 2022 is we broke apart the supply chain so that we could control all the individual suppliers that we were sourcing proteins and, you know, the various other ingredients from. We also moved from having one giant kitchen in Los Angeles to now we've got four kitchens across the U.S., one in San Jose, one in Texas, uh, and two in New Jersey. Because even though we're a California company, two-thirds of our customers are Texas East. You know, it's the East Coast. It's the zones that's a tricky part, right? Yep, exactly. So I'm sure you guys experienced some of this with supplements. um, But now we're making the food in the regions, you know, where, where the huge population centers are. And that makes it a lot easier for us to deal with inflation from shipping, uh, which allows us to source the higher quality protein. So the, one of our main protein suppliers now supplies like Ruth's Chris. They supply, you know, some of the super premium proteins at Costco. I mean, they're the fucking, I mean, I don't know if you guys cuss on this podcast. Of course podcast. we do, yeah. Uh, they're the, they're, 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 they're the at, fucking- Look at Look at my face. They're, they're, <laughs> they are the fucking best of the best. Like the super premium. They do like bacon wraps, scallops, and all. I kinds love of the crazy text stuff. messages when you just hit me out of the blue at random times and you send me look at this shit. Oh, dude. And he sends me these I'm like cuts of meats and I'm like, okay, you at fucking like Morton's or Ruth Chris <laughs> or where are you at with this? He's like, no, this is like what we're sending you right now. And yeah, get ready. It's coming tomorrow morning. You know what's crazy? He doesn't ever send this to me. He knows how important. He knows I'll, po- I'll post on my social media with 12 million people, you know? <laughs> yeah, my 400 people don't count. <laughs> Yeah, so the proteins, cost-wise, for a meal prep company at our scale, proteins are 80% of the overall cost. It's a huge percentage. Uh, so we were able to do a deal where we were actually getting much higher quality proteins from a few of these new protein suppliers, and it's actually less expensive than what we were paying for proteins before um, because our buying volume now is, is so incredibly huge. So we're using that to be able to combat inflation uh, which, you know, is you guys, it's obviously ba- it's a battle, right? Yeah. You guys obviously, you know, are, are part of the trifecta team. So we feed you for free, but for 99.9% of the people we're feeding are average Americans and, you know, they're, they're buying the food and, you know, we can't have the food get too expensive. So and it's subscription based. So basically yep. you sign up for these programs. What's the, what's the most people get on a weekly basis? How many meals? Um, I know you have like different the, levels, but yeah, on the high end, 21, 28 meals a week, you know, that's, that's a, uh, somebody that's getting more meals. Obviously if people are, you know, them and their yeah, wife we, or we, something, yeah. they'll get, you know, 40 plus meals a week. But at that point, people usually start ordering off of our meal prep line, which is largely what we send to, uh, athletes, which is the like just straight. People. Well, All I mean, cart. Yeah, really, really across any sport, they they usually want a la carte. They just want the straight protein. You see me cooking carbs. my a la carte. Yep. So when he means a la carte, so everything comes packaged, whether it's like two, I don't know, two pounds or some part. It pound, used to be right? two. Now it's more one. Yeah, it's we usually do everything in one. Okay, pound. so yeah, yeah. you know, I just cut the stuff up and I flavor it the way I like, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously I weigh everything portionately still. You know, I'm still one of these people that I still kind of cook. I have a rice cooker at home, so I cook my rice, even though that is available. What I love mm-hmm. is like. Now we get the packages of white rice. I remember there was a time I actually couldn't get the white rice. We only had brown rice for a long and time. And I remember, yeah. I mean, I said, hey, I want some white rice. And then it started coming. And Well, you know who was the big pusher was uh, Dana Lynn Bailey. Dana Lynn yeah. was like, I want white rice. And we were we were like, fuck, okay, we yeah. got to add white rice to the menu. So we started immediately sourcing and see if we could find So how adaptive are you to your clientele? Because, listen, we talk about a broad range of people. And, you know, not to be confused, like this isn't just a – direct like that's why i wanted to bring up you know the the different outlets that you guys feed as far mm-hmm. as athletics uh because y- right now people are seeing trifecta all over the media for the olympia and a mm-hmm. lot of the athletes are using it. i mean you shipped out a ton of packages here a lot of sponsorships but what would you say your maj- your demographic mainly is for trifecta it's 25 to 50 age group wise that's a, big, that's a broad range it's a broad range but we're really strong we get people in their 60s and in their teens mm-hmm. but the vast majority probably 70 percent or 25 mm-hmm. to 55 
Uh, they tend to be, you know, high income earners. They're in the, the metro areas. So they're in, you know, if you look at a map of Manhattan, it's like covered in trifecta mm-hmm. customers. Um, they tend to, uh, you know, be in higher level jobs, et cetera, doctors, lawyers, CEOs, you know, et cetera. Um, but we have a huge swath of, you know, really America at this point. I mean, we fed almost 400,000 people at this point. So it's, it's such a huge amount of Americans that uh, we get a little bit of everybody. We've got retirees. I've got uh, one of our, our favorite customers, this guy, Trey uh, Massey, he's, he did his first bodybuilding contest at 61. Uh, and he won in his age class and then he did a marathon and the, you know, and he was 350 pounds. Wow. So, you know, they look to the Jay Cutlers of the world and they go, I want to, I want to be like Jay. And they look at what you're eating. They look at how you're training and they start adapting their lives to be like you guys. And they have, you know, transformational lives. This guy was 61 and his whole immediate family had passed away from obesity-related diseases at that point. So, you know, strokes, et cetera. He had two brothers, a sister, and his parents. And they had all passed away by the time he was 60. So he was like, I need to make a huge change for my kids. And he dropped from 350 pounds to 177 pounds. So we have tens of thousands of those type of stories. And that's really the reason we do this. You know, I tell people I could already, you know, Trifecta is already big enough. I could go lay on an island and drink my ties if I wanted to, but I, I don't, I want to make this into a multi-billion dollar company that helps millions of fucking Americans. See what I, what I want to bring up is, you know, I first came on with the brand in 2016. And when I first came out, I flew out to Sacramento and it was a tiny little office. When we had our first meeting, we, there was no big office. We sat like this. Yeah. And the company has grown extremely fast you know, I don't know if you've ever submitted stuff to Forbes to show. Compared yeah, to yeah. Other companies, we, we were top 100 on Inc. 500. Yeah. So can you talk about maybe, and I don't know if you have these details, but how much, what type of growth are we talking this brand has had from year to year to year, from the time it came on to current, to, to you know, current day? Yeah, the easiest thing to explain is in our first five years, we, and we talked about it in the Series B, you know, press release, we scaled from non-existence to over 100 million in revenue. And we did our Series B at about a, a quarter billion dollar, uh, you know, uh, post money valuation. It was a twenty million dollar Series B. So you can read about that in like Yahoo Finance. That's like public knowledge at this point. So the fact that we were able to scale so quickly into the hundreds of millions, um, you know, was was incredible. It just showed that there was a huge demand for meal prep in the world, and we were like, you know, at this point, really the only player in the space that's bigger than us is. Uh, is HelloFresh? You know they're they're the largest in the world. Uh, and they're doing about eight billion a year. And to, uh, you know, so they're the largest for now. They're worldwide. Yeah, they're they're all they're, over the yeah, floor they're, worldwide. They're based out of Frankfurt. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're uh, based out of Germany. They're in about twenty six countries now. So we would like to go international. That'd be though. awesome, man. Because you know, many people though. ask me because I have such an yeah. international exposure oh, on yeah, all 100%. my social yeah. media, and they say, "Why can't I get this?" You know, even the Canada people, right? Which we kind of. We don't, we don't look at Canada as like a foreign place, but mm. it's just restrictions are just so tough, right? And the food, the problem is, is it's a time thing. Like it has yeah. X amount of time to transport before, you know, any mishap. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you about a couple of those mishaps because I'm sure you've yeah. had to deal like, tell me the most catastrophic loss you guys have had with shipping. <laughs> oh, man. So like, when we went through this supply chain transition, which was at the end of September, I mean, you want a, a catastrophic loss. We had to transfer production of about 150,000 meals a week from one facility across four facilities. Mm-hmm. And I think we shipped maybe 50% of the orders that have been paid for that week. So we lost, you know, over a million dollars just that week. And then the following week we went up to like 70% of the orders the week after that, it was like 85, then it was mid nineties. And now we're back into the, you know, the high nineties again. So that was, did you sleep brutal? Uh, no, I was <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, in a, in like three weeks, I lost over $2 million. It was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So. Well, and also you're trying to comfort, 
the customer and oh, the transit, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. I got Matt yelling at me because you know all these people. And how many comp- how many comps yeah. did you have to do after that? Oh, tons. And, you know. So, and the problem is, if if someone doesn't get a box shipped, it's like a straight refund, and it's not like we're selling, you know, Nikes or something. We can't just ship them the next week. Like the next week, they're already on their next week's order because mm-hmm. it's a subscription. So that week is totally gone. So so yeah, for us. That was a horrible period, you know, end of September where, you know, we've almost completely pulled out of it at this point, but I still have a New Jersey facility that's waiting on two vacuum sealing machines. And once they have those, everything will be back in full vacuum seal. And by, you know, mid to early uh, uh, Q2 next year, we'll actually have fully biodegradable everything. Ice packs, insulation, trays, everything will be biodegradable. We'll and be- this is this is a big plus for your new customers, right? So when you're competing against, there's a million meal companies out there, right? Mm-hmm. People are getting meals shipped every week. The menus are different, okay? Yep. Uh, you talk about HelloFresh, like like how how broad is their menu comparable to Trifecta? Like how, how, do, you, how do you really reach out to that new customer and say Trifecta is it for you? I mean, you just talked about the packaging and, I know we're in a world of green environment and mm-hmm. I know in some of the new packaging, right? The biodegradable yeah. mm-hmm. throwaway containers. I mean, where, where, what is the direction? How do you feed that customer? And like, how do you overcome, you know, like making that choice for that customer? Well, what people want is they want the feel of a plastic tray that's fully biodegradable. Mm-hmm. So they, they hate the fucking cardboard. I've gotten yelled at like 11,000 times in the last few <laughs> couple months. Uh, because of those trays that we had to do, use temporarily, but uh, ultimately, yeah, they they want the best of both worlds. They want like an an iPhone unboxing experience, which we're we're moving towards this year. But at the same time, they want it to be fully biodegradable materials. So that is the focus, and they want. Uh, we have the vacuum seal on it, which you guys have seen for years. It's called a VSP vacuum skin pack, and those machines are half a million dollars, and you know the size of this fucking room we're in. Uh, super expensive. That shit don't pop open either. It doesn't pop open. But, but <laughs> it's like no broken chainsaw. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, well, we're, we're, if you if you do it right, you on can the do corner, it. Yes. yeah, you can do it. So you, you just got to be smarter than the than the, <laughs> than the package. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking of the times like, I can't fucking get it. You know, and the funny catch. thing is, is like for longest time, like dude, this this packaging is just so. He's like, bro, you got to just look. There's a corner. There's a peel <laughs> corner, and I'm like, oh okay. He would he would be like, I can't get in this thing, man. And just keep looking for a knife. And but I took the knife and I went around the edge. Yeah, I still do that I mean? too, though. Yeah. I would yeah. still always cut it. It's just easier. You know, because using the. Tr- I'm not a guy like a lot of people take these and a lot of people with skillet, mm-hmm. uh, even because all, all these meals yeah. are yeah, prepared, you wanna, you right? Wanna, yeah, they're everything's Be- fully cooked. Because yeah. I was a guy that never wanted to reheat food. Like I was not a microwave food. Unfortunately, like during my prep, sometimes I had to if I was traveling, right? But you know, I would skillet this stuff, so I mm-hmm. just spray a little. Damn, which probably isn't the healthiest thing, right? But I, I mix it up, and then I, I think, oh, this is a real meal. Mm-hmm. And that's the ideal way to do it other than I always say to people, even if you have meal prep, just try to, like, make it as fresh as possible because nothing's going to be 100% like mm-hmm. you cook it at home and it's hot and fresh and coming off, but this is the closest thing to it, right? I uh, mean, Hands down. This is the closest thing. Experience is everything with the food. And in the last, like, five years or so, air fryers have, like, blown up in the meal it's prep the scene. It's the best invention of all time. And we recommend people just throw in the air fryer for a couple minutes, and it tastes like you're getting it from a restaurant. You know what I mean? That That's ultimately um, – the best experience skillet is probably the, the yeah. second best. I just don't use it. Yeah, Angie uses it for everything. Yeah, and, and that's the new thing in like meal prep culture is people are making like mac and cheese and fried chicken sandwiches and they're all like low calorie, high protein. That's all that <laughs> yeah. matters. Low calorie, high protein. If it's like, it doesn't matter if it's a fried I chicken actually, sandwich. You know people what? love it. Yoletta did a, a, she took one of the meals. It was just a chicken, vegetables, and brown rice. Mm-hmm. She had, she actually posted a reel. She took it and she diced it all up and she turned it into this like quesadilla. Mm-hmm. She put she so she took a meal and converted it into her own version of quesadilla. Yeah, I I take the a la carte the the meal prep chicken and I and I actually dip it in egg whites and then I dip it in uh, crushed up uh, corn flakes, which are actually super low calorie. 
And then I throw it in the air fryer and it makes like a KFC fried chicken. You know, so sandwich. you're going to have to do this. Why can't we do this, this Connolly special? Out? No, this Connolly special. So you're going to have a, the cornflakes separate little container, like one of those. People clip, pop yeah. In. yeah, it's, you so know, you good. have that whole thing. I mean, I mean, how deep will you get into custom meals? Like eventually like signature meals. Oh, I mean, we, one of the big things that's going to come in 2023 now that we control the supply chain is customer choice which is like people can click and be like, I want 10 chicken tiki masalas this week. And that's all they want. And we'll ship them just those 10 tiki masalas. Like right now we take preferences. Like I don't like mushrooms or I don't like salmon or, you know, whatever it is. But having total customer choice is going to be massive for us. That's a lot of work with the website and everything though too, right? It it is, but it's it's like totally doable. So we're, we've already got it on our roadmap. It should get released around, you know, mid-year in 2023. And then at that point, it's going to be, we'll grow significantly just by releasing that by itself. See, but now I have the most serious question of the day. When is the Jay Cutler Bowl coming out? Hey, you guys tell me what you wanted. (laughs) That we can do today. That we can actually do today. So, so we can have one tomorrow? Uh, probably in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Mario. It's my fault because we had a scheduled trip yeah. to go check out. The facility, yeah. The, the facility. We just got one from Texas, right? Just, yeah. Um, but we just got kind of slammed at the time. We were on our tra- tra- crazy travel schedule. But I think, you know, I always have, I'm a creature habit. I always eat kind of the same thing and mm-hmm. seems like a lot of people follow. So when I prep something and that's the most comments I get, especially when Angie cooks, cause she does the whole thing and the music's on and you know, everyone wants to know, okay, how do you cook this? And it, it, it's so simple, mm-hmm. but meals, they're like people's lives, right? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Even if you have two or three a day, it's like, that's all people kind of look forward to. And they're like, man, I could do that. I mean, someone like me that's eating six meals a day at my prime or seven meals, Obviously, the quantity is just astronomical, and that's where the a la carte stuff is. It's so important for, like, a Regan Grimes. Or, oh, or Brian you know, Shaw. Yeah, I mean, Brian Shaw God. is ridiculous. Like, we talked about, you know, the funny thing is, is he was in here, and we talked. Yeah. His his diet was similar. Like, we ate the same calories pretty much, right? I mean, when we you were, When you were at your peak, yeah. yeah. yeah it was yeah. right between eight and 10,000 a day. That's yeah, what is, Jay was actually, who eats which the is mo- a lot for Who's, Who have you shipped the most food to ever for an individual? I, I, think, Shaw? I think Brian Shaw. Brian, yeah. honestly, is probably double the next How much do you think person. it costs you to feed Brian Shaw uh, a year food-wise? Uh, over <laughs> 60, over, over 60000 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? Like just 60. in cost? Well, dude, yeah. he gets like five... It's like five boxes a week, and that shipping alone is probably four hundred a week. Yeah, and he he's eating at least five to six pounds of meat a day, which you know it's you forty s- to fifty pounds a week. And he, is, yeah. I love it's, Brian like a brother. He's the nicest, <laughs> tightest guy ever. Yeah. But he likes like the most expensive <laughs> yeah. meats. He wants like, 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 like thirty pounds of bison. 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 I love the bison. bison you know, when I make super lean, I, I make burgers with the bison. To be yeah, honest, yeah. like but bison I is because it comes in the patties. And you know, if you're eating that much, bison has the lowest cholesterol. Yep. It's the healthiest meat you can eat. So someone like Brian, who's over four hundred pounds, the, he's bi- got a, the bison is the best ever. Like that's one thing. If I'm, if you guys out there. And this weekend, too, Olympia 22, it's a 40, first time people, 40% off. So we're going to keep running this because I don't know when we're going to launch this, but yeah. we're we'll going to run it. it a little longer, okay? Mm-hmm. I just decided. Cutler that. cast. So, yeah. You know yeah. what? We're doing a Cutler cast special. It's 40% <laughs> off. We're going to get the code made. By the time this launches, it's done deal. But Olympia 22, so you <laughs> first time people, but you have to order the bison. But you know sure. what? When I was in Montana, I ate with Dane and Rob. I actually got bison steak mm-hmm. the first time in my life, and it was and amazing. It was the best steak I ever had. It was a bison ribeye. Can we get bison steak? Yeah, we could. Yeah. It's so good, man. I mean, we'd, we'd have to test it and see if customers other than But you have exotics. You have exotics. You have elk and what else? Like, what we've is some done, of the exotic We've meats? done elk, venison, bison, obviously a lot of exotic fish. You know, we will. What's the most common? Um, most common fish. Yeah, that you sell. Salmon, yeah. salmon by far. Yeah, I don't eat salmon. So I'm not a salmon eater. Salmon's definitely the whale when it comes to fish. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we just released pork for the first time, so oh. we actually have pork in a lot of the meals. We have pulled pork on the menu. Bison. Was, oh, I had the I had the pork. Um, yeah. the last meals I got. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, no, I you had duck what? too. You yeah, had some duck. You meal. know what it is? You get a lot of times. You just send you a bunch of different stuff, mm-hmm. and because you'll message me and say, "Hey, I really like this one." 
Yeah, well, it's, and it's interesting, like, things like Duck, seeing the psychology of America, because we thought of Duck, and a lot of our chefs are like Michelin star. They're these fucking incredible yeah. chefs. They think of Duck as, like, you're going to a fancy restaurant type thing. And we released it, and most of America was like thought like Chinese food. They were like, they were like a good dark duck. Yeah, yeah, it's just a good dark meat. So duck was actually not terribly popular, but bison was so popular we actually sold out of it for I don't know four or five weeks, which has never happened to us. We couldn't get more bison fast enough. So how are we um, looking on bison in the future? It's in stock. Yeah, yeah. Is it going to stay in stock, or are we going to sell out? No, we we got a good. We got a, a multiple new ranches that we're sourcing from. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we go all the way to the ranches because bison is a win. This is what I love about bison. It's a win for multiple reasons. One, super lean, like you talked about. It's incredible macros. So people like Brian Shaw absolutely love it. Two, it actually increases the bison population in the U.S. So obviously when, you know, white settlers came to the U.S., we like wiped out the bison population. Now it's surged back because we're, we're uh, ranching the bison. And then three, it's regenerative agriculture, which I didn't even know what that meant when people first started saying it to me. It means we're taking bison and putting them in areas in like Idaho, Montana, Oklahoma, et cetera, and they eat the little bit of you know grass that's there and they turn like the dust bowl back into fucking grasslands. It's like the thing that we wanted to do for the last 250 years in the U.S., so... So, yeah, people eating bison are actually, like, saving agriculture in the United States at the same time, saving the topsoil, which is is a major problem people don't talk about. Is there so. any other new, like, meats or proteins that you're that you're looking at launching? I don't know. I think we can come up with or some Or vegan. Right like, tell me, if I was looking at a graph, like, how many vegan, do you, would you know how many vegan users you guys They're have? They're about 9, 9% of the so overall user base. Has it yeah. grown? Oh, yeah, yeah. It used to be, like, 3% when yeah. we first launched. So, vegan's a lot more popular. It... It got helped a ton when we released vegan proteins because when things like uh, my buddy Ethan owns Beyond Meat, um, you know, Impossible Burger, a lot mm-hmm. of these, these uh, uh, we work with Daring Chicken, so they do like a vegan chicken. But when we were able to give people high protein, low calorie on vegan, suddenly the fitness community, which is largely what eats our food or people who want to be fit, uh, suddenly started, you know, buying vegan in, in higher quantity. So that was the big complaint about vegan in the beginning was it was all carbs because that's what vegan was at that time. When you guys go out to eat, you and your wife, and, and yep. congratulations on the new baby. Thank you. Not too long ago. but He's here this weekend. Oh, yeah? You get to meet him. This yeah, is, yeah. Uh, so it's a, week, it's a weekend it's, extravaganza with the family. But 100%. you have you have someone watching because yeah, I know we, you got a we crazy schedule. We got the grandparents schedule. here. So okay. we, got a, we got a hotel room with two rooms. So they okay, can they join. There. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you guys go to dinner. Do you eat out, number one? All I know you're crazy. Okay, so yeah. let's me try. It's like R and D. That's us. what I'm. We that, ate it out that's last night, that's exactly so that what I, I was, can expense a bunch every time I go out to eat. Yeah, well, I we're doing research. paid for it anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go to cut or? No, we went to. Uh, um, it was a super fancy. You didn't know it. It was in Venetian. I forgot. I forget. I thought. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Like, like, I thought R- cut was there or something like that. So, so you go out to eat and you try these different portions and like, does this? give you ideas because you obviously have a research team and like i know i've been to the uh, you know the headquarters and you guys have your boards and mm-hmm. you know you have your meeting room. i haven't been to like since you were doing the other floors i mean on the building mm-hmm. and i want to have to come check it out soon but uh how much input i mean how, are you majority of input is your sister is it like do you have i know you have no. the latest addition to the company for for marketing right and uh- yeah, I push at like the top level, so I'll be like, "Hey, we want low calorie, high protein." Like mm-hmm. I set like the general brand standards at a very high level. But we have uh, Scott Liebfried is our head of culinary. He was Gordon Ramsay's sous chef on Hell's Kitchen for ten years. He's like a you know multi Michelin star chef, phenomenal guy that understands taking a recipe and taking it into like large scale cooking which is the hard part. Um, so he leads the culinary effort. His right-hand man is Chef Mario, uh, who was running the UFC program. He's been with you, you for guys know. quite some time, right? Yeah, he's been there four and a half years now. Yeah. yeah, and I gotta give a shout out to Chef Mario. He, I told him to start, we have like a studio kitchen in our headquarters, and I was like, bro, you, you wanna be popular on social media, come in, start like cooking on the weekends, uh, and show people how to make 
incredible meal prep and, and even doing basic things like I want to have a cooking show, Greg. That's my goal. Is, hey, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll fucking sponsor. Yeah. Like Angie, I would like to, cause Angie's great, but I just need that. her to not to bust my chops. Like, cause I'm learning. Right. Yeah, I, Cause I'm what, very, that's what blimp. people love to watch. I know, Jay, but she Angie wants to take Jay Cutler. It's hard. Chicken you know? and rice. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you know, you don't know, you, you know, I can't have her say that cause I'm supposed to know what I'm doing if I have a cooking show. So sorry, go ahead. So go ahead. So, it's going to be a spoof who, show. Who, who else you want to shout out that? Um, well, no, I was, I was just, I was giving Mario a shout out hey. because he started doing this and people started watching his cooking videos in the last three weeks. He's gone from 6,000 followers to 160,000 followers on Instagram. He like blew up overnight. So oh. he's he's gaining like 10,000 followers a week. It's crazy. Did you but, get him uh, verified yet or? I'm, I'm already in progress <laughs> on it. Yeah. No. I emailed, can't get verified. I emailed my Facebook <laughs> team. I was like, we need Chef Mario verified. But yeah, no, if you wanted to do a cooking show with Angie, that would be the sickest yeah, thing yeah. ever. If you guys are making, like you guys could just make healthy meal prep stuff mm -hmm. that is like, you know, really healthy cheat meals. That's what people no, care about. They taste extra good you yep. know because i think people's biggest fear is like man these meals are really bland i mean i always said if it tastes good it's probably not good yep. mm -hmm. but you can actually like it's you kind of made it, it yep. different now where i'm not just eating everything totally bland and obviously dating a latino girl it's a little easier to flavor your you food spice, and i learned yep. yeah it's great uh so it's like you know it's always a learning always i'm a little more relaxed now mm -hmm. that's the main thing but we're at the olympia weekend mm-hmm Who's your favorite to win the Mr. Olympia this year? Uh oh, you gotta be careful now. now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I have too many. I mean, you're well, well, why did you I'm, do this? I'm how many nasty messages. Okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna ask this. I love all the Olympians. I, equally. I know, but I'm looking at you, okay? <laughs> and you, you've learned a lot about fitness now, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you learned a lot about fighting. You know, Raya Faber is a shareholder of yeah, Trifecta, yeah. And, and one of my best friends now. Yeah, yeah. so I know that's kind of how we connected for the first time. Yep. And uh, I know you had the podcast. You, you, were you guys doing the podcast together before? Or? Yeah, the Calicast. Okay. And we're we Is just, I'm tell a story we just about this set here. the new studio up. So in in the underground in the offices at our headquarters, we actually took over another 3,500 square feet of space, and we have a studio gym and a podcast studio now. So we're actually about so it's coming back. Or? We're literally relaunching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I think we already filmed the first episode. Okay, so, so so you know. In 2018, I flew down there, and I sat down, and I went and met with Greg. And Uriah walks in, and I'm like, hey, what the fuck's Uriah Faber doing in here? Like, yeah, we're yeah. just meeting. He's like, oh, we're going to film. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, you're going to be on it. But he never said this to me. Yeah, he doesn't like to be on it. Because he would have ran. He would have been like, done no, it. I can't do that. I would have done it because I don't do them. I had, a, I had a really bad experience years ago when I was in the music yep. industry in front of thousands of people. I had an anxiety attack. So I do not – anytime people ask me to do – you know, some type of interview or whatever. No, I just don't do it. But you came in and you didn't even realize what you were doing. You're like, oh no, it's great. We got we got cameras from every angle. You'll be and I'm like sitting here going, this fucking guy has no idea. I'm like, uh, okay, it was a trap. So I did it. <laughs> you trapped me. So I, that was the first time I did one, and I have done none none other until Jay was like, well, I want to do a podcast, but you have to do it. I'm like, I don't want to do it. But yeah, but now you're. I'm, you're very good at this. That's why it's like I don't baffling I to people like me and Jay is you're you're an expert talker. You're like me. You're, <laughs> you're on the phone all day, and this is what you should be doing. So I'm getting better. But that first time, you had no idea. I was like, and then some, I forgot what got, there was a couple people sitting in there. Mm -hmm. And now while we're doing this, I'm like trying to, I'm having an anxiety attack quietly and nobody knows. And they're filming me, and I'm like, oh, my God. They're like no social media live. Oh, here's Matt, and this, 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 and. Then they're sending me reels and stuff, and I'm like, God, I look fucking stupid. I don't want to be on there. But all right, so, all right, Tariq, go back. Okay. Uh, he wants to know. No, no, no. Work. How many people uh, is Trifecta feeding in this? Quite a bit, right? A lot. Do we know the count? Or? I don't know the count off the top of my do head. We have every, do we have every division covered, though? Pretty much. I mean, Curry's like the biggest name in I mean, the look, open, probably. So, so there's, there's a couple, there's a couple things. There's a couple things with, with – we have some people that – are signed athletes. We have some people that we just, you know, do, you know, food, you know, yep. swap outs with. Okay. There's some people that when they come into America, we feed them. So there, there's a lot of different situations, but we have probably 20 top people, elite people that we feed year round, week in and week out. 
a lot of them are here this weekend. We have some that are here that from overseas, like Andrew Jack, we've been feeding him. In the past, we've fed Rami. We feed Brandon Curry. He's here full-time in America. He's been in Kuwait. So but when he goes yeah. to Kuwait, but yeah, when yeah. he comes, he knows the week ahead of time, what do you need? And boom, it's waiting for him at his hotel so he doesn't have to think about it. His wife doesn't have to think about it, and everything's there. So we pretty much have elite people in every division Somebody that's battling for the title, we have one, two, three, four, up to five people in every every division. All right, so I'm going to ask yeah. you a better question. Um, the experience for you for being around this fitness culture, I mean, what have you taken, like you're a fan of many sports, like what would you say highlights like the fitness business? Like would you say like the personalities um, or do you notice like, um, you know, the effort, like the effort that goes in, I mean, you know, I mean, what you eat is really how your body transforms in the end. I mean, you can talk about the training, the sleep patterns, and whatever else, but the food is like the number one thing, right? A hundred percent. And the probably the most meaningful thing, whether it's, uh, you know, candidly, that video we're about to put out talks about it quite a bit. The mindset that goes into it is what's going to impact what you're eating, how you're training, et cetera. And there's a direct correlation to that and entrepreneurship, which is, you know, my, my big passion. I, I like to think I'm in reasonably good shape. You know, obviously I'm nowhere. How many days a week do you work out? Every day. Yeah. I have a gym in my house and I work out. Every and how'd you day. learn? Um, Jake Cutler videos. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> from the internet, like most people. Yeah. I, I went through, uh, I did, you know, kind of standard, uh, bodybuilding stuff, a little bit of powerlifting stuff. I did a few years of CrossFit when CrossFit first came out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've got What's your biggest obstacle being a, a CEO and busy and a father and a husband. And I mean, the amount of hours that go into all of it. I mean, you, you know, like what's your, what time you wake up in the morning? Um, I'm a late, I'm like a, a night owl. So I usually wake up, you know, six thirty seven. And you go to bed at what time? Midnight to 2am. Yeah. So, uh, I, I believe in the Arnold mindset of sleep faster, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but you know, if I can get six hours, that's usually pretty good for me. Your but phone yeah, starts going six off in the morning. Yeah. yeah. But all, I, mean, I sleep five. I so. work, I work oftentimes like seven days a week, you know what I mean? But I still find time to make trips with the family. I got the family here with me as well. That's, that's something we really try and do is whether I'm traveling for work or on vacation, we try and like keep our family together. Uh, you know, well, it's kind times. of funny cause you're, was, was his sister or the, was his wife at the Olympia one year? Last sister. year, his sister was there. Okay. She gave out all the I remember it was, it, yeah, because you didn't, you weren't yeah. attend, in attendance. Yeah, yeah. So, so the first year, 2019, had, Greg came. Son. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In 2020, Cal, we were not allowed to bring any employees from California. So yeah. that's when I said, hey, I yeah. need you to hand And I set up whoever was handing the awards out. Last year, Liz was able to come because Greg couldn't. Yeah. So, yeah. She, so my son was still like a little baby. So, um, so yeah. No, it's uh, – I, I think the mindset component of fitness has been the thing that's been most impactful for me because – People think entrepreneurship is easy. You guys know this shit is fucking yeah. hard. You have structure. I'm working. Yeah. It, I'm working hours and hours and hours through just relentless, you know, pursuit of building the business. No matter what obstacles are put in front of us, and you know, having a routine, training on a regular basis. Like a lot of people start thinking, oh well, I got all this work and stress I got to do, and they like fuck off their workout. But that ends up compounding it because then you just feel worse about yourself. So I try and like maintain across all areas of life so I can be, you know, performing at an optimal, optimal level. One of the biggest quotes I loved recently, there's a podcast I love, uh, um, called the all in podcast. They're all four business guys. They're, you know, I think each of them are worth quarter billion to a billion. Uh, one of them's a pay, one of the PayPal mafia guys, Jason Sachs, and he's talking about Elon Musk. And when they sold PayPal, he was at the same level as Elon. And he's like, Elon didn't quit. He just kept leveling up for 20 more years after that, just doubling down. And now look at him. He's like, he's, he's like, he's a level 99 mage. Like the dude is just an yeah. unbelievable superhuman uh, running five or six different businesses. And I, I candidly want to have that type of massive impact on humankind. Like imagine, imagine a fucking America that all look like Jay Cutler. People would be terrified of us. 
it would it would be the, the most yeah, ridiculous kind of thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like GI Joe over here, bro. It would be amazing. But the, I mean, that's that's really the the dream and the mission behind the brand is you know if Elon can transition oil and cars at the same time, I certainly can get everybody a six pack. Like it's absolutely doable in our lifetime for sure. I and, get. I have conversations with people a lot about you know, when you work for yourself. They're going, oh. You, you have all this free time and you can you can make your own schedule, but it's like you can, there's there's perks to it, but there's no such thing as a day off. I, I and and I and I struggle with this. I know I do. I don't know how to detach and I need to learn how. I don't. Even when I have a free day, I do the same stuff every day. I don't change. It's the same work stuff, it's the same communication, the same everything. So yeah. we don't there's no such thing as a day off. I, I I don't when's the last time just think about it, when's the last time you took a day off well, I mean, where you did no, no work. I, 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 you know, listen, I'm in a relationship. It's a little different, I think. You know, if you have a better, like, I'm kind of forced to at this point. <laughs> but um, you still do work every day. No, nah, you know, but but I have I have hands. You know, I definitely have yeah. hands. And my mind is always going. That's the thing. But you do need a break from things. I mean, it's still like you'll take your vacations or whatever else. We can 100%. talk about working. And you go, I get all jealous. I'm like, where are you home? Bora Bora, chilling, working yeah. from my office. Here's my yeah, but, but I'll still, I'll, still I'll send though. some emails before everybody's awake early yeah. in the morning, and then it's like, boom, I can, you know, go you to the gym with my wife. Business, yeah, you, you know? can't fully step away, or I'll, like, you know, my wife will go to the bathroom at dinner, and I'm, like, checking the metrics on my phone real quick. So, um, so yeah, you can't fully step away, but, you know, I still try and, like, work hard, play hard as much as I, as I possibly can, absolutely. Where do you see Trifecta a year from now, five years from now, and ten years from now? Year from now, I think we're going to have choice. Uh, we're going to be, you know, I'm hoping we can double in size over the next year or so, which would be massive. Uh, five years from now, I'd, I'd like to see us in the multi-billions, us be a, a huge, huge business at that point, us be pushing into healthcare. So we've done a lot of studies on, you know, like NIH, National Institute of Health Studies with Stanford, Harvard, feeding people with type 2 diabetes. I'd like to get to a point where, you know, they did the big conference out in Washington where they're trying to, you know, release 90 billion to push food into healthcare, And we'd love to be at the forefront of that conversation when it happens. I mean, now that I got a kid, I'd love to get into schools. Like you look at the food in schools. When I went to high school, it was garbage um, in the nineties, we had a pizza hut, a Taco Bell and an Arby's in the fucking school. Like, literally, I used to eat those little Arby's roast beef sandwiches every day. It was terrible. I would so, love to. I mean, you know, that's something that one thing, like, I always talk about changes, and, you know, I preach the food to people, and I know exactly, you know, what is good and what's bad. And, man, most society eats a lot of bad food. I mean, it's at a level. This is the largest public health crisis of all time. We're, we're now spending about $1.7 trillion, with a T, a year on this problem. It's massive. Medicare alone spends almost $500 billion on type 2 diabetes itself. We could rebuild every school in America. We could do all kinds. We could fund the military twice over. I mean, it's crazy amounts of money that we. this is a solvable problem. We just need to teach people to eat healthy, and we need to make eating healthy the easiest option available on the Internet. I don't know. I don't know how these schools haven't caught on to this yet. I think back when I was young, I was a very troubled kid, very troubled. And I think back to my diet, I couldn't sit still in class. Mm -hmm. And the doctors would say, Oh, we need a, he's got attention deficit, or he has this, we need to give him Ritalin or Dexedrine or whatever it was. But as I got older, and I started learning about food, I realized what it was. I woke up, I ate two bowls of cereal. Mm -hmm. What's that sugar, carbs, fat with whatever milk I would use. I'd eat a pop tart on the way to school at lunch, I'd have a chocolate milk, I'd have a bag of chips and a piece of pizza. And then I'd come home and I'd eat more cereal or some other garbage. And I think back to it and I'm going, I was probably consuming 200 grams of sugar a day. And you wonder why someone's why someone can't sit still or they can't concentrate. So instead, the doctors say, give them this medication instead of learning. Maybe if we just clean their food up, yep. they wouldn't need this. Yep. So there's probably a lot of people being diagnosed for stuff they don't have because they're eating shit. And people don't know this. So if, if there's a way to get trifecta into school systems saying, instead of giving this garbage, why don't you give someone a healthy meal? And you can make it taste good. 100%. It doesn't have to be. Like, we'll, do, we'll do healthy mac and cheese and stuff like that that, that kids want. Healthy pizza even. You can, but, yeah. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it's uh, a lot of people 
have bitched about it for decades. Uh, you know, there's all these documentaries and all this type of stuff. And we're like, we're the direct action company. You know, I'm, I want to be like Elon Musk where I'm like, okay, let's use capitalism to directly solve the problem and go out and change people's minds and push the food into schools and hospitals and all of that. Because being married to a doctor, everybody thinks like doctors want to write prescriptions for shit. They don't. They love to be able to prescribe food, but they can't. It's not something that they're able to write a prescription for. So we want to get to the point where we've got enough studies that physicians can actually prescribe. There's a new thing happening in medicine called lifestyle medicine, which is a whole specialty now. And they're going to start being able to prescribe food to people for an outpatient nutrition program like Trifecta. So your physician says, hey, I want you to eat keto or paleo or vegan or whatever it is, uh, you know, at least two meals a day for the next three months to help with your type two diabetes yeah. so you can lose that weight. And that cost is covered by, at least partially covered by their health insurance as opposed to more insulin or Ritalin or, you know, whatever yeah. the fuck else it is. So, so yeah, no, I, I, I could go off on that. We don't have enough to podcast time, but yes, that's like the dumbest problem we're facing in the United States right now. And it costs us 20% of all of our tax dollars, 20%. It's huge. It's twice the size of the military. Do you, do you remember that movie super, that documentary supersize me? Yeah. So in that yep. documentary where they had the kids, where they, they took all the troubled kids, I went to high school there and it was actually where I'm from where they took these kids that were getting expelled and kicked out of school, D's, F's, and they switched it to where the school had all the meals were prepared, mm -hmm. not some crap that's, that's, that's just put together by whatever food lobby. They got rid of all soda, all milk, all orange juice, and all they had in there was water. And every kid that went there within a short period of time went from D's, F's expelled to A's and B's, just showing that the brain can't have all this shit. And we wonder why we're not maybe advanced in school or different subjects. Our kids are just completely full of shit from the food that they get. And they're bombarded marketing-wise, whether it's McDonald's or Pizza Hut or whatever. 100%. They don't, yep. and, and even in school, think back to when we went to school. Were you really taught about nutrition? Uh, no. You I, had I, health I, class. I, yeah, in, in high school, I had a nutrition class. But I, I had it, but it was only like two weeks. But listen, nutrition's advanced so much. I'm yeah, not. 100%. It's totally different than we were, when we were in school. People yeah. didn't really know in the 80s and 90s what was going on, and that's when fast food actually hit. You know, it was, it was a huge transition in the 80s and 90s, and we're now coming to the other side of it. But that's, that's candidly why we went with a brand like Trifecta instead of – you know, fresh this or, you know, fit that or whatever it is, because we, we wanted the brand to be cool. That's what we need the Jay Cutlers of the world mm -hmm. for is to make the brand cool for the kids. Because yeah, my high school, the Mountain Dew Humvees would show up with like rap knocking and they're just like chucking full calorie Mountain Dews out to kids. And, you know, we all lost our minds and that was just the great marketing. And we want to completely flip that on its head and, and actually do it in a totally different way. So I think people consume more calories from drinks than they yeah, do actually yeah. food. I mean, sodas are the worst, you know, yeah. you yeah. drink three sodas a day and what is there? And you'll look at the back of, Oh, this can's only 15 grams of sugar. And it's like, no, no, read the top. There's four servings. Yeah. So it's 60. They just don't write 60. They're, they're tricking you. Yeah. And then 100%. you drink three of them. You're like, dude, that's, that's a quarter pound of sugar or kids are drinking the Gatorades and it's like 64 grams of sugar in one of those like per serving, but then there's four servings or some shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. So, so yeah, I mean, that's really the mission behind the business is to, you know, to transform America. We, we owe it to this generation. You know, it's, it's, we're, we are the breadwinners now, you know what I mean? Our parents are technically the elderly people at this point and we need to have the impact ourselves. So, so yeah, that's why I get so hyped about trifecta and, work so fucking hard on it because we're actually transforming people's lives. Like if you guys don't see the stories as much as I do of like people writing us being like, Oh my God, I'm off my diabetes medication. My, they send us their lab results. They're like, look at my A1C hemoglobin come down. Like it's, it's transforming their that lives. Makes it, it makes the mission like that it, much better. It's right? tangible. It's a real yeah. thing. Like I see their before and afters, thousands of them. And they, you know, they've, People like someone like a Trey uh, that I was talking about earlier, you know, he's a 61 year old guy from Maryland 
But Sage Northcutt, the UFC fighter, who's 20 fucking four, is who inspired him to get into fitness. You know he what I mean? He looks incredible, don't, that kid. Yeah. He, he looks yeah. incredible, but you don't know who you're inspiring. You could be yeah, inspiring course, yeah. an 18-year-old or an 80-year-old. You got millions of followers. And, that, you know, it, it, like, people I think think about, like, inspiration as, like, a almost like something like motivation. Like, it's not that important. Like, discipline is what really matters. But you guys really do change people's lives. They really make a different choice because of something that you said to them. And that's massive, you know? It's so, like, and, and this is something that I <clears throat> educate companies on. Bodybuilders do not get the credit they deserve for how influential they are. Totally They're agree. more influential than any other sport out there. And the mm -hmm. reason for it is, if you go to LeBron James, you go to see him because you want to get entertained. If you go to UFC fighters, you want to see them knock somebody out. Somebody might be influenced by Jay, and they don't know they're influenced by Jay because Jay or any other person in this space, he's influencing the influencers in your market. He's influencing every trainer that's in that town. So for example, if you know nothing about bodybuilding and you yep. said, hey, I want to get in shape, what are you going to do? Hey, I drive by this gym every day. You go to this gym and you go in there, hey, who I want to, oh, I want to, who's your best trainer? Oh, so-and-so is, he's a bodybuilder. So you hire this guy. And this guy's now telling you, hey, you got to train this way. You got to eat this way. You got to use these supplements. And who does that guy And he's follow? getting yeah. influenced by him. A hundred percent. It now it makes a massive web. And we, exactly. we learned that when we partnered with uh, NASM, ISSA, CrossFit, yeah. et cetera. Even like, I love CrossFit, but even the CrossFitters look at the bodybuilders. Of and course. They're, and they're like, oh man, they got their diet super on lock. Like they're, they're massive. They're doing this, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, the... The impact ends up like spider webbing out into all these and you different can't, areas. You, and yeah. you, can, you can't track it because now what happens is you start getting in shape. And then your wife's like, oh, man, you're looking good. I, what, what supplements are you getting? Oh, well, my trainer's having me get this. Now she's ordering and Now she gets in shape. And now she's influencing four or five people she works yep. with. And it's all coming from this person. Now, even even on a, on a larger scale where people don't necessarily notice it, what happens when a football player scores a touchdown? What does he do? Where do you think this comes from? The bodybuilding poses. People might not look at and think of it. It comes all the way back from someone like a Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. And they don't realize how influential the bodybuilders are. And I'm going to use LeBron James. You'll see him. He'll dunk on somebody and so he'll be hanging on him. The first thing he does is he raises his bicep. It's a bodybuilding pose. These top guys are influenced by people like Jay and other people in our industry but the bodybuilders don't get credit because it's not always a direct correlation. A lot of times you're influencing five and six steps down and you have no idea that it's getting influenced from someone like him at the top level. Yeah, and the, the reality is I, I love watching LeBron and the NBA and the NFL and all of that, but I'm just a normal guy. What am I going to go do? I'm going to go lift weights in the gym. Exactly. I'm not going to go like be dunking on people or putting on a helmet and playing football. Like lifting yes. is what almost everybody is doing is, is some level of weight training. So that, that's why it ends up being so overly, you know, influential and impactful in the U S so. And, 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 and also, like you said, if, if you, you, you're, you're not going to go say, Hey, I need to go do LeBron's workout because I want to play basketball at the YMCA and get better, or I'm not going to go tackle somebody. But if you start, training and you start feeling better it changes your life it changes your health it can change your marriage it can change your work even even companies i'm yeah. assuming they want their at their employees to work out why yep. because they're more effective so again, and it lowers their health care costs exa yep. exactly mm -hmm. these bodybuilders do not get the credit they're at the forefront many times like we, we were having our conversation last night when, when you and your your wife were speaking and a lot of times, even a physician could sit down with a bodybuilder that's been around a long time, and they have certain knowledge because they've done stuff on themselves mm -hmm. that the average Joe public doesn't know this. Mm -hmm. So I, th I think the, the bodybuilders never get credit, and I'm, I'm doing my best at the forefront to get them out there saying, hey, you might not see that direct sale, mm -hmm. but trust me, that overspill is coming, and it's coming for a long time. And when you have a massive roster of these bodybuilders, it, it, the wave keeps going and going and going and you can't always track it, but it's there. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's you guys are the tip of the spear uh, yeah. across, you know, that's Mass why people like Shaq are showing up at the Olympia. Of course. I don't know if he'll be here Shaq, this year. I think he is. Yeah, I mean, think is. about it. Yeah, he yeah. went and did a whole posing routine the other day. Yeah. Where's that from? Shaq's pretty jacked. I don't know how old <laughs> Shaq is at this point, he's, but he's, he's right around. He's got to be in his 
I think he's, he's in his fifties. I think he's, no, he's got to be my age. I think. No, I think he's early. 50s. I think he's in his fifties. Okay. I, I think. I mean, well, he was a rookie in what ninety two, so he'd have been yeah. twenty one. He played three years, so yeah. do the math. So, so he's probably a little older. Than yeah, that. it's a it's a big weekend. I mean, we have a everyone's kind of we have a lot of people showing up at the booth. I mean, like you weren't there last year, you said right? No, not not in Florida. Last okay, so so it'll be good to kind of witness and see that you know, obviously the the you know how trifecta stands being the title sponsor and mm -hmm. you know it's the place to be. So we appreciate you coming out, man. Yeah. And one yeah. other thing I want to say too, there's there's a one thing different that trifecta has compared to a lot of these other companies out there is is it's the healthcare mission it's the health mission i know there's a ton of brands out there where people can go spend their money and there's a lot of people that just they just want to feed people just because they want to feed people but they're not worried about where's the food coming from is it good quality is it is it healthy it's not the trifecta obviously trifecta wants to make money but it's not there just to make money it's there to actually impact and change and yeah, that, that means a lot to me. Yeah, the the money is there to power the engine. You know what I mean? That's yeah. it. Just allows us to scale and help. You know, save more people's lives. Really, because at this point, I mean, literally, people that lose that amount of weight, we're saving their life. You know, that's a crazy thing to think about. But you know, it's it's probably something Jay. Never I've heard thought. it a No, I heard a million times. Like you saved me, and that you know, it's everything. I mean, people just obese people, and like you mentioned, the diabetic thing, and. Mm -hmm. You know, type two diabetic, and now I came off of medication. I was able to reverse, you know, with a nutrition program that really, you know, kept that away. And a lot of it's genetic, right? I mean, you have to deal with genetics too. People don't have always the best genetics, so they're running Sometimes into those meds obstacles. Are needed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, this is the place where, you know, I'm on a platform or vis visible for people to see me, and you know, where I can communicate with people. I mean, that's what I look forward to the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, you're obviously the, Matt and I talk about it a lot. You're like the best ambassador for the sport that we could have ever hoped for. So Jay's at the, Jay's right at the top of Mount Rushmore. Yeah. And yep. again, like I said, Jay influences the influencers who influence other influencers. Yep. But he doesn't get credit for it. Yeah. But I see it. Yeah, no, we, we see it too. We watch the metrics, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, appreciate you guys having me out. I know we're, we're probably over time at this point, so. We're, we're, we're here at Olympia weekend. We made sure to make time to get Greg in here. Yeah. Well, we appreciate as soon it, as man. we hang up, we're going. We'll get a, we'll get a pose down at the booth this weekend. Thank you. So uh Oh, much. <laughs> do you know how to do the quad stomp? Yeah, I do. It doesn't look the same as Jay, but <laughs> thanks for right. coming on Greg. Thanks guys.